Today on Legal Ease, we will be asking and answering the question, when is a bee a fish? Hey, greetings, and welcome back to Legal Leads. I am your host, Bob. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Uh, and if you are new to this show, I would especially like to welcome you. Uh, this is a podcast where we're going to be usually discussing current events in law, politics, and culture. Now, real quick, I just want to remind you guys, this show comes in a number of different formats. You can find the video version on YouTube, Rumble, Odyssey, Spotify. You can find the audio-only version on Anchor and Apple Podcasts. Uh, if you would like to join the Legalese community, I recently started over at Locals.com. You can go and do that. And you can go and do all of those awesome things and read a bunch of articles that I have written, mostly on issues of constitutional law, over on my Substack page. Uh, all those are linked in the description. Uh, and I don't, I haven't been writing articles for a while. Well, I haven't been posting any for a while, but uh, I got some new ones that I'm just finishing up. Uh, and so uh, as soon as uh, the people who are paying me to write those uh, put them out themselves, uh, soon afterwards, uh, I will have them up on my subject page too. So be looking out for that. So when is it be a fish? Anytime you are in California, apparently. Now this video is going to be the very first in a new uh, series that I am going to be starting trying to do here of much shorter and lighter content than my normal, you know, long legal screeds. And this was a uh, idea recommended by a friend of the show, Blue North Wind, about discussing laws and regulations that are absurd, counterintuitive, and hypocritical. And so I am calling it ignorance of the law, because as we all know, ignorance of the law may be no excuse for breaking it, but apparently ignorance of the law is an excuse for writing and enforcing it. So this whole thing stems from uh, it, it, this issue where insects aren't a category protected under the California Endangered Species Act. And so, rather than, you know, amend the legislation, which <laughs> instead of that, uh, state officials have just simply decided it's easier to classify four different bumblebee species as fish to get them listed. And in a case that just came out a couple days ago from the California Court of Appeals for the 3rd District, the Almond Alliance of California sued the California Fish and Game Commission uh, and this was really actually just the latest installment of what is now a years-long legal debate over whether a bee is a fish. And the California Appeals Court has ruled that, for the purposes of the state's Endangered Species Act, they indeed are. And California proves once again that we would all probably be much better off if we just cut it out of the United States entirely. Dear Mr. President, there are too many states nowadays. Please eliminate three. I am not a crackpot. Now, 
I know what you're thinking, which is probably the same thing I thought, which is that they must be talking about the Bumblebee Goby, which is adorable and absolutely should be protected. But no, they mean actual bumblebees, which are creepy and stingy and shouldn't exist. So, despite that, environmentalists have petitioned the California Fish and Game Commission to add these four bumblebee species to the list of at-risk plants and animals governed under California's Endangered Species Act, uh, the CESA, I'll be calling it from now on. Uh, roughly 250 plant and animal species are protected by the CESA, which prohibits the import, export, possession, purchase, or sale of a listed species. Now, the commission provided notice in 2019 that the four bumblebee species were indeed candidates for CESA protection, and this prompted lawsuits from a number of different agricultural groups who were concerned about the cost of adherence to these new requirements. And they also questioned the commission's legal authority to designate bumblebees for protection. As I said, insects aren't a protected category under the CESA. The candidate species may include, quote, a native species or subspecies of a bird, mammal, fish, amphibian, reptile, or plant, end quote. And according to the state's fish and game code, that's all that qualifies. And even though California does protect some species of insect, they do it under the Federal Endangered Species Act. But rather than, you know, amending the law or letting a, a pesky little, you know, unimportant detail like uh, biological standards get in the way, they have concluded that designating bumblebees as fish was the most fitting way to get them protected under the CS CESA. Now, legally, a fish refers to, under the CESA, quote, a wild fish, mollusk, crustacean, invertebrate, amphibian, or part, spawn, or ovum of any of those animals, end quote. And because bumblebees are invertebrates, which is a protected subset of fish, the Fish and Game Commission have argued that they could reasonably be designated as fish, at least per the CESA's terms. Now, initially, the trial court simply wasn't having that, for obvious reasons. But yesterday, the California Court of Appeals for the 3rd District ruled bees could in fact qualify as fish, despite this very understandable challenge brought forth by the state almond growers and other groups. If we go to the opinion issued by the court, they say, Although the term fish is colloquially and commonly understood to refer to aquatic species, the term of art employed by the legislature in the definition of fish is not so limited. Later, the decision goes on to state that, accordingly, a terrestrial invertebrate like each of these four bumblebee species may be listed as an endangered or threatened species under the Act. 
Now, invertebrate is certainly a broad category. And while I will be the first to admit that bees don't have backbones, the ruling still boggles the mind nonetheless. Going back to the court's opinion, they say, quote, We certainly agree Section 45 is ambiguous as to whether the legislature intended for the definition of fish to apply to a purely aquatic species. A fish, as the term is commonly understood in everyday parlance, of course, lives in an aquatic environment. But because a snail, which is a terrestrial invertebrate, was previously listed under the act and could have qualified as such only within the definition of a fish, the court opted to very, very liberally construe the act and the legislature's intent when drafting it. Now look, it is, it is true that courts may interpret a term of art in seemingly counterintuitive ways. The issue is that those rulings frequently lead to confusion and messy implementation. So just imagine for a second in ordinary California reading the State Endangered Species Act trying to figure out what actions he might take that would violate it. Such a person would be hard-pressed to figure out that harming a bee is not okay because it is qualified as a fish. And Californians may now have to worry about what else will qualify as a fish since yesterday's decision establishes, going back to the opinion, that the commission may list any invertebrate as an endangered or threatened species if the invertebrate meets the requirement of the relevant statutes. Statutes, excuse me. So they have pretty much opened the door to call everything from a ladybug to a scorpion to a moth to a butterfly a fish protected by the Endangered Species Act. Dun dun dun! So, I guess really what we have here is legally a bee is now a fish, which means a fish is not a tangible object. Therefore, a bee is not a tangible object. So now you know! Well, that's all I really got for you guys today. Uh, please let me know what you think of this new segment that I am trying out. Uh, and if you have any stupid laws or regulations that you would like me to cover in a future installment of Ignorance of the Law, you can let me know by leaving it down in the comments section below on this video. Or you can always send an email to legalese at gmx.us. Now, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. It's totally free to do. It helps uh, my videos get seen by more people. And to make sure you always know when new videos are coming out. Now, this will be especially useful coming up because uh, we are expecting a number of landmark cases coming out of the Supreme Court. Now, their session is supposed to finish by July 2nd, and they have 31 rulings they have yet to deliver. So we, that, that means 
we have 31 days for them to deliver 31 rulings. Many of them are important and landmark cases that I've already uh, covered in the past when they were argued before the court. So I will absolutely definitely be looking out for cases such as Dobbs versus Whole Women's Health and New York Pistol and Rifle v. Bruin. Uh, and I will be covering those immediately and comprehensively the same day that those opinions come down. So you don't want to miss that. And I also have some other videos on related topics to those cases uh, that will be coming up as well. So I think June is going to be a big month for the channel. Anyways, let me know what you think by hitting that little thumbsy yuppie button uh, down below the video or... If you would prefer, I guess you can hit the thumbsy downy button too, I guess. I don't know. So yeah, until next time, uh, you know, this has been Bob for Legalese, reminding you that ignorance is no excuse for breaking the law, but it is an excuse for writing and enforcing the law. And of course, as always, Cartago de Lenda Est. Fucker